Hi, and welcome to Wellness with Lana. I'm Lana, your realistic wellness bestie, here to discuss everything from nutrition and fitness to mental health and fun. Join me every weekend for an episode that's entertaining, educational, and can help you become the best version of yourself. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. I'm so happy you're back. This is my last back to school series because um, this is only for a month or for weeks. My first episode was how to be successful in school. My second is how to be successful in your social life. My third is how to be successful in fitness. And the last one for this week is how to be successful in your mental health. So there's a lot of good nuggets of information that I learned and that other people have taught me or, you know, I've done a lot of research about this. But again, just as a disclaimer, I am not a therapist. I am not a psychologist. I am not a psychiatrist. I'm literally a college kid. So, and I am, I take, I took a psychology class just as a general, but I'm not going into psychology. Um, you know, my field is very sciencey. So, for me, I'm just going off of my personal experiences. If you don't know, I've dealt with a lot of issues um, throughout the past that COVID kind of exacerbated. Um, I had anorexia. I've had um, bouts of depression. I've had and sometimes still have pretty severe anxiety and panic attacks. Um, and I have a bit of OCD. So yes, I dealt through a lot of it. And luckily, if I have these problems and I'm dealing with them and I'm doing my best to get better, you can too. I know there's probably someone listening to this and you kind of feel alone and you feel like you'll always go down um, the same path. You're always struggling, but it does get better. And that's all I have to say. Um, and you know, mental health is very difficult because sometimes, you know, you meet with a person or you talk to people and you smile and you laugh but on the inside you're like dying because you don't feel good and you don't want to smile and I understand how that feels like um but again it does get better so before we get into the you know how to be successful in your mental health I'm going to start off with something I'm grateful for and something I'm not grateful for so I'm extremely grateful for just the school year and you know friends and being able to really connect with people on a deeper level. I think, you know, during the summer I was extremely busy. I was constantly working and my coworkers, I had multiple jobs and in all of these jobs, my coworkers were um, adults and people older than me by a lot. And I loved all of them and I still love them to this day. And they're the best coworkers I've ever had because if you ever had like your age coworkers, things can get a little snotty if they're not a good person. But I loved all my coworkers. However, I really missed hanging out with people my own age. So I'm very glad to be back in college, back with some old friends, making new friends, and just back in an environment where I'm learning, I'm growing. Um, not that I didn't learn while I was working, but, you know, learning stuff that will propel me further along my future career. So... Something I'm not very grateful for is I am extremely stressed out. Um, I think it's because I overloaded myself um, with just thoughts um, where, you know, I have school and then I have thoughts and then I have fitness and I have everything else and I'm really overloading myself. But then again, they're all thoughts. They're not actually true. And that's what I keep having to remind myself is 
I might feel overwhelmed, but the truth of the matter is I'll get all my homework done in time. I'll do just fine on all the exams. Everything will work out. And I need to take a deep breath. But it's hard when, you know, even my sister's like, you're kind of insane because sometimes I get so stressed out. And when I'm stressed, I get really panicky and I get really angry. And, you know, things happen when I'm stressed that I don't, you know, generally um, exude that kind of like vibe. But when I'm stressed, I get very angry and very um, snappy at people, um, which I am definitely trying to improve on. But again, that's all related to mental health. So talking about that (laughs) the whole episode, mental health in school is something really tricky. I think, um, you know, some people have really bad mental health during school. Some people don't get it until their 20s. Some people don't get it until their midlife crisis. And some people never deal with mental health problems. However, mental health is becoming more and more prominent in society. I think, especially after COVID, people started noticing that people's mental health is horrific, um, especially students. So um, eight years of data from American students showed that depression is up 135% and anxiety 110% since 2013. So that's like, you know, that's a very, that's nine years, and within eight to nine years, it grew by over 100% for both depression and anxiety, so something is going on for it to become this prominent. Um, 73% of college students experience a mental health crisis during their time there, during their degree. I feel like this percentage would increase if it was like PhD students when they're in there for 12 years, but, um, and only 25% of students with mental problems actually seek help. So you have 75% that don't, and they struggle alone. Um, A lot of times when you struggle alone, that's when your GPA drops, that's when you really isolate yourself from people, and that's when you tend to really struggle. So um, I'm trying to kind of balance both high school and college. I will probably relate more to college because there's more studies around college kids and currently I'm in college. But, um, you know, mental health can start and these problems are relatable to anyone from high school to college. Um, I've even heard some middle schoolers deal with mental health problems too. So the big question why a lot of people are asking, like, why is there such a big jump from, you know, the study I just mentioned earlier where like depression and anxiety are up over 100% since 2013. That's only been nine years. Well, it's, we have a very high stress environment in school. I don't think people realize this, but this is universal. I don't think it's just an American thing. Um, when you're in school, you're in a very high stress environment. You have exams, you have tests, you have homework, everything is graded. You either get an F or an A, you know, you can't slack off in school. And that is a very high stress environment. At the same time, you have a lack of mental health services. So, you know, people don't understand it. Um, there's not enough therapists, there's not enough counselors. Um, and there's also a stigma where, oh, you know, you have mental health, you must not be successful. Um, actually, I would like to break that stigma because when I was in the thick of my anorexia, I was getting, and I still get, straight A's. My grades did not change as I dealt with mental health. My grades actually stayed consistent throughout the entire time. Um, whether I dealt with panic attacks, a lot of times people don't even know I had a panic attack. Like, I had a panic attack in March and I remember I was at a, um, tournament and if you didn't know, I was a speech captain at my high school. 
So I was at a tournament. I performed well, which means I was giving speeches to other people. Everything was going a-okay, but problem. I started having a panic attack. It was my first panic attack for a while, and I broke out in hives. I was, like, bright red. And you got to get this. I had to be on the stage within, like, 10 minutes, and being bright red and not being able to breathe and having your heart go a million miles an hour, and you think you're going to die, but you know deep down it's a panic attack. That was horrific, okay? Thing is, I had to go in a bathroom stall, do some deep breathing, calm myself down, and then within 10 minutes, I was just fine. I walked back up on stage and I did what I had to do. No one knew I had a panic attack. Other than we actually, my mom kind of figured it out. She thought I was having an allergic reaction, but it definitely was not an allergic reaction. So take from that what you will. You got to remember, when I struggled with mental health, My GPA did not show it. My performance in my other activities did not show that I was struggling. And that's why it is so hard to pinpoint mental health because not everyone's grades drop and not everyone, you know, like starts dressing in black and not everyone locks themselves in their room. Like it is different for every single person. And I think that's what is important. So also, yeah, there's a big stigma around it. So, you know, people assume, you know, oh, you had mental health. Is is it because did you end up in a hospital? You know, did you start failing your classes? How did people figure out? And honestly, I think you figure out from just feeling it. You know, you just kind of, you feel as a person. You know, other people, I know sometimes people um, kind of say like something isn't right. But a lot of times, you know, something is wrong. Like, I knew something was wrong when I had an eating disorder, but I didn't want to admit it until someone forced me to admit it. So, yeah. Next, social media. So, social media, I think, really causes a lot of issues for mental health in particular because, again, on my social media, my life looked perfect as I was dealing with really bad mental health. Um, You know, even like yesterday, I was not the best and the brightest person I was sad. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to be angry. But I was able to label those feelings and kind of slowly move away from them rather than constantly thinking about them. But again, on social media, you wouldn't have known that I had a bad day. You would have just seen my like cute breakfast oatmeal bowl and my hot girl walk and a cute little package of whatever I purchased. You wouldn't have seen the problems, the tears, the the pain, um, the anxiety. So you know, social media always shows a highlight reel. And I honestly think that so many people do deal with um, mental health, but they don't show it on social media and it's very stigmatized. So yeah. Anyway, so that's, those are my like things. I think there's a lot of other factors that can go into mental health, but you know, high stress, lack of mental health services, stigma, social media, lack of sleep, um, things like that um, are causing this mental health crisis in my opinion from talking to other people and from feeling dealing with problems myself so college and school and high school in general can lead to exhaustion burnout depression and feelings of overwhelming anxiety we all know this when the school year starts we go off the walls we're excited and then we start going down because we realize we have tests and exams and homework and things like that and drama with friends and over and over and over again and then hormones are raging and you don't have time enough time to sleep and things like that so I get the feelings you're not alone in this I think we all are all of us college and high school kids are in this together 
And if you're in high school and you think college is going to be better, it's not going to be better. Um, sorry to burst your bubble. The transition from high school to college does not get better. It could actually get worse because you're away from family and stuff. So you need to be able to build a strong um, tools that I'm going to mention that can really help with mental health during the school year. I am going to mention college in particular. Even if you haven't had problems with mental health in the past, it's vital to have a plan when you're going into college to try and help yourself feel as comfortable as possible. So, you know, um, the one of the biggest things is pick the right college for you. So do you want a big college or a small college? Do you, Are you going to be housing with roommates or by yourself or you're commuting from home? Are you going to be doing sports? Are you going to be doing other things? So make sure that whatever place you visit, whatever place you end up choosing will fit you and your lifestyle and you feel comfortable with it. Because if you are entering into college where you feel alienated, you don't feel good, then your mental health is probably not going to be helped from that. Number two, um, when with college, make sure that the major or whatever degree you choose is significant to you. And I know some people might go off on me and be like, well, I never had a choice. And my parents told me I had to be a doctor or a lawyer. And, you know, I had to earn money and I couldn't go to art school and blah, 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 blah. Well, you know what? You're going to end up dead one day. And if you decide to not study what you want to study, if you decide to be what you, within reason, okay, you do need a paycheck at the end of the day. But if you decide to study something it's just don't, if you don't want to be like a pre-med, don't be a pre-med. Be something else. You could be anything else. You know, if you like sciences, but you don't want to work on people, be a veterinarian. Be a, like, be a biology teacher. Like, do something else that would fill your cup because otherwise you're going to view college as a chore and it's not going to be fun and your mental health is probably going to deteriorate. You're not going to be doing good in classes. You're not going to pay attention because you don't care about what you're learning about and it's all going to be one big issue. So, just make sure that whatever you're studying is significant to you. I understand that all of us will have to go through the general classes like English. I had to go through English. Everyone else is going to have to go through English comp or something along that line. I enjoyed the class, but it wasn't like my degree. I would not choose English as my degree because I would not love, love the classes. Also, with college, don't overload yourself. This is actually the same with high school. Um, with high school, you don't really get a choice between studying what's significant to you because you don't get to pick a major yet, but be thinking about that as you're picking one. But, you know, um, don't overload yourself with classes and clubs and sports. Um, remember, I always like to start off a little easy and then add on as I go. It's a lot harder, I think, um, to drop things because you don't want to let others down. So it's a lot better to be like, oh yeah, I can do that extra club. I can lead that extra, I can do that extra class. I can lead the extra club. I can do the sport because it is 10 times easier. So just do that. So once you have the right school picked out and your right classes and your right major, or you're just returning to the same school, make sure that you are prioritizing your mental health. There are many ways to be successful regarding your mental health. And mental health, if you have a strong mental health basis, it will help you stay focused on the positives with life and school and everything else because focusing on your mental health is just kind of, you know, kind of not the best. If you have bad mental health, you're just focused on how sad you are and yada, yada, yada. So, number one, make 
friends. So studies have proven that having strong social connections can reduce your mental health issues. It can prevent mental health issues. And friends are also just fun. I mean, it's fun to be able to text people, to study with people, to, um, you know, have a room roommate and be really good friends with them and go and um, have coffee with them, go have lunch with them. Friends really can make or break your experience at school, your college, or your high school experiences, and they can also really improve your mental health. Um, it could be someone to talk to, someone to relate to, but make sure that whatever friends you pick aren't toxic because if you start picking toxic friends, your mental health will deteriorate. So make sure they have good vibes, make sure they're positive and uplifting people because that will rub off on you and you will be more positive and uplifted. Number two, working out. So Working out has been proven many, many times that it does improve your mental health, it releases endorphins, and it also increases confidence. I think when you set a goal for yourself and you are able to reach that goal, you have this confidence, this aura inside you that, you know, it will help carry you throughout the rest of the day, throughout the rest of your classes, throughout um, your mental health, because you have this confidence that you can do it, you can reach this goal or achieve something and it's also a really good reason to get out of bed in the morning or be someplace after school instead of just sitting around and procrastinating on homework because I understand sometimes it's hard to get out of bed but if you know you have to squeeze in a workout you're getting out of bed and after school if you choose to work out afterwards it kind of lets your mind have a break because it's hard to be at school all day from like 8 in the morning to 3 or 4 p.m and then immediately start working on homework. So having that like break um, is really good and it helps to limit your procrastination on homework if you have this break. And it's still a productive break. You're moving your body, you're getting blood flowing, but you're not just sitting around and doing nothing. And you're also not forcing yourself to plunder through homework when your mind is already exhausted. On the note of breaks, actually take them. So like real breaks, not scrolling on your phone, not watching a YouTube video, like actually take a break away from the screen because most of us do our homework and our studies on the screen. Go outside, touch a leaf, talk to a friend. Um, it could be on the phone if you don't have um, friends nearby you, pet a dog, have like a one song dance party. So I like to like, these are the best breaks. Like if you've been studying for like a good hour, Put on your headphones. I like switch my headphones from like nice classical study music to like a banger song. And I just start dancing. I've done this in the library. People look at me like I'm wild, but it makes me feel so much better. And it helps to shake out all the kinks and it keeps me refreshed. And it actually improves my mental health because you're giving yourself that break that you need, that kind of you time. Instead of going to school in the morning, being busy all day, doing homework at afterwards, and then 8 p.m. hits and finally you have time. And generally that time is like you just scrolling through a phone. Like, no, like take breaks during your studies. Make sure you're making time for yourself during the day so you're not zoning and vegging out in front of the TV or in front of your phone at night. Also, number four is nourishing your body with the right things. So food can really impact your mood. So make sure you're eating the good stuff. Make sure you're eating whole foods, um, but also not limiting the fun ones. So I like to go by the 80-20 rule. So that's 80%, you know, healthy whole foods and 20% kind of fun foods. 
healthy and whole foods have been proven whole food like like you can find it out in nature like a nut a sweet potato a tomato a piece of meat like you can find it in nature um like the 20 percent um are things like you know cookies and crackers and um you know jams and bread and things that are a little more processed um but you still can eat them but whole foods have been proven to alleviate symptoms of depression and anxiety and less mood swings it helps your energy and also there are certain foods that are like really brain powering foods almonds blueberries dark chocolate all of those things are great to include in your diet um you know salmon vegetables fruits everything because you know, not only do they taste good, but they're actually improving your mental health and it allows you to perform at the gym and at school so much better. Number five is be mindful. So being mindful is something I really struggle with because I think it's hard when you're so go, go, go like me. You don't take breaks to eat. You just eat while you multitask. You, um, you know, you don't really spend time talking with friends. You just like walk and talk with a friend on the phone. Like be mindful of everything you're doing. Try to slow down. Even if it's just, okay, I'm going to eat dinner without a screen. Good. That's a good step, you know, or I'm going to talk with friends or hang out with friends, but I'm not going to touch my phone. That's also a good way. So you're being mindful and being more present can really help you. It can help you also take your mind off of the worries of next week and the exam I have next week and then I have to work extra because my boss texted me and I forgot to like pay someone on Venmo. So like it can help you just be like remind yourself that you're here and you're present. With mindfulness comes get off of social media. So get off of social media. I don't care if it's a day. I don't care if it's a week. I don't care if it's a month. I don't care if it's a year. I don't care if it's for ever. You get off of social media and see what it does to your mental health. Because I got off of social media. If you didn't watch or listen to the episode of why I'm quitting social media, I just feel so much better. I'm telling, I was telling my friends, I'm like, social media just destroys your life. You can't scroll on your phone if you have nothing to scroll through. So get off of social media, even if it's for a week, see how you feel you will feel better. I'm not saying get off of it forever. I'm probably going to come back in the fall, but it's a nice way to just de-stress and get off of it and not worry about it. Also, number seven is never be scared to reach out for help. So if you're really struggling with mental health, or even if you're not, but you want to make sure that you don't struggle with it, therapy is really helpful with this. A lot of um, high schools and colleges have therapists and counselors on campus. Um, there's also a lot of affordable options like BetterHelp and um, a lot of online therapists because generally the most expensive is in-person therapy. But again, if you have medical insurance or your parents do, um, this can really cut down the cost. If a therapist doesn't work for you, whether it's financially or you just don't have a good relationship with therapists, a good friend or a parent can fill their spot. Um, they can really help you to talk through your feelings, talk through your fears stop stigmatizing mental health stop you know if your friend opens up about an issue respect the issue and try to then ask them if they want you know your recommendation your help because generally some times i just need to like vent but i'm not asking for you to fix it if that makes sense so always make sure to ask people whether or not you um they want you to 
help with this. Number eight, journal. I love journaling. I've been journaling for two years now. Every single day I journal, morning and night. Um, it can really help control your moods um, and dump just everything out on a piece of paper. Sometimes I include pictures. I include emotions. I include um, affirmations. I even include my sleep um, because I've just noticed that sleep really does impact the rest of the day. I include affirmations, gratitude, everything. You don't need a fancy journal. I got mine off of... Um, I used to have like the five minute journal, but I'm not paying like 30 bucks for a journal. So I go to TJ Maxx and I pick up a really cute journal. It was like eight bucks and that is good for like half a year to a year. So there you go. Number nine is give to others. So volunteering, baking something for your roommates, you know, helping a professor out, tutoring people for free. It really does lift your mood. Um, giving to others and sharing um, your time, your money, um, it really stimulates the reward areas in our brain. It makes us happier and it makes us more, I feel like, present because we see what our impact does for other people. Um, for me, I love to volunteer. I like to bake or cook for other people. Um, I like to help professors. I love to tutor people. I just like to help in general. So there's that. And then number 10 is find a fun hobby that gets your mind off of your worries. So no, this hobby cannot be workout related because we've already mentioned that. And this can't be fun related either. Read, draw, color, do something that's not considered productive because it's just for you. You don't need to be great at it, but it's just a fun hobby that you can really relax and unwind. And I like to make sure this hobby is like, transferable so like if i'm on a vacation i can i can read on vacation i can color on vacation so if you go off to college and you don't have a lot of space you don't need a lot of space to read go to the library and pick up a good book okay or draw or color or paint or crochet or whatever you want to do just do it but again try to make sure it's not like phone related or laptop screen related or it's not like workout related because working out is a part of your life, but it can't be everything, if that makes sense. Um, so yeah, those were my 10 tips for improving and being successful in your mental health during, you know, college, high school. It's very important for you to just have these tools in your little toolbox. Um, if you want to save this episode and replay it in a couple months when you're probably going to be a little more burnt out than now, go right ahead. Um, you know, I really hope this this episode, if I had this episode a year ago, I would have been so thankful. So hope this episode helped you or will help you in the future. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast, give it a rating, get a review, share it on your social medias and, but make sure you're taking that break. <laughs> um, and I hope I'll see you next week for a not back to school series because we are done with it. But you will really like to hear about my fall 2022 wellness goals and how you can make your own. Bye-bye.